What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome back to the Unfiltered Experience. It is Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and you are at your place where we have unfiltered conversations designed to move your confidence, your awareness, and your beliefs forward so that you can live an amazing life. I'm Christopher Rausch, and I am your No Excuses Coach, and I'm always joined here by my awesome brother from another mother in Austin, Texas. I Mr. am Scott Goyette, also known as Groot, according to Chris. <laughs> I am Groot. I know I can't I can't watch the movie. I can't say I am Groot without thinking about you and thinking about that picture. I need to get that picture framed. Maybe I'll do that for you for like your birthday or something like that. That picture Let's where your hair is all spiky and you're standing behind the tree it's just hilarious. to give everybody context. Scott and I had met in person a couple of times and he was standing and there. His, his hair was nice and spiky. And then also, of course, he's like seven foot twelve. And then this tree behind him had these like like branches that it went out. Hilarious. Like, oh, you look like Groot. Like I am Groot. It looked yeah. like my hair because it was black and it came out like this. And when I'm looking at I go, what's wrong with my hair? And you're like, that's a tree. I'm like, oh, okay. It's kind of weird. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I it's like beautiful. It. How are you doing, brother? How's your week going? Uh, it's all beautiful. It's all beautiful, man. You know, we, we say the same thing again and again, and I don't think it gets boring. It's embracing and enjoying these moments. And sure, there's distractions all around us, but uh, the person who's mastering the art of living is definitely embracing and enjoying each and every moment. And that's it really I'm is. I helped somebody it. out. I helped somebody out this week. They were sitting there having a really tough week and they were like, you know, I'm just tired of this and I'm tired of that. And always going through this and always going through that. And I'm like, tell me something. I said, when have you learned and grown the most when things were easier, when things were challenging? And he thought about it for a second. He's like, well, I guess when things were challenging. And I said, so things are challenging right now. Right. And he goes, yeah. And I said, so if you shifted your perspective and saw that things were happening for you right now, instead of to you, and that everything that's happened and everything that's happening is preparing you for what's next. What, what mind shift could you do to get excited about that? As opposed to being mad and frustrated and blaming about that. And he thought about it. We we're on a zoom call and he's like, dude, I just love the way you like shift things. And it's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I, I, you don't like the chaos and the uncertainty and the, and the, and the trauma and everything else. But at the end of the day, on the other side of it, you can look back and go, wow, I'm so glad that I went through that because it helped me become the person that I became. And so I think it's just really about that. And you and I both, you know, we talked during the week and we have our own challenges and stuff like that. But I think it's about that perspective shift. If we can just shift our perspective just that little bit and realize that things are, are, are not going to stay the same forever, unless we decide that they're, they're going to stay the same. And if we decide to grow through that, it's amazing and that's what we've been talking about in this whole series is about leadership about how we can lead ourselves and our minds in our families and our businesses and everything else in different uh different capacities you know we have to take the responsibility i mean nobody's going to come and save us and so i think it's been a beautiful series of conversations and i'm excited for the one tonight as well yeah 100 and and i like what we're talking about here too because one of the reasons that people end up getting stuck in those moments and saying the world is against me everything's happening to me is we live in here and yeah. so we're handed an identity and we're told, you know, Scott, you should become a business person or Scott, you should become a doctor or whatever it is we're told our identity should be. And then as we talked about in Man's Search for Meaning, I'm sorry, in, in the top five regrets of the dying, when we listen to that book, what they're saying is make sure you're not that 95% of people who are on your deathbed and said, I didn't do this world enough for me. I didn't live for myself and not in a YOLO like way, but in a, <laughs> I didn't find my own brilliance do the things that bring me joy because then the universe wants to compensate me and offer currency so that I can bless the world with my blessings. And our guest today does exactly that. You know, I look at so many people being a business business professor. I see so many of my students will say, I'm going to become a restaurant owner because my dad owns restaurants and I'm an owner. I'm like, do you like restaurants? And like, no. Yep. <laughs> and so you already see where this is going, or I'm going to be a financial planner. Like my dad, do you like that? Well, you know, makes a lot of money. I'm like, you didn't answer my question. Right. And so this is what I love about the guest that we're going to talk to today is he does something that when from the outsider, you're going to look at him and go, dude, why do you do this so much? Why do you keep doing this one thing so much? And it almost seems crazy. But when you listen to him and you look at the joy he has when he's doing this thing and then look at the amazing things that come from it, all of a sudden it makes sense. And this is a stance on leadership I think we forget, is to be the best version, honest version, genuine version of ourselves. And then the universe is gonna bless us exponentially. And that's what's happening to my friend, Tom Stuker. Tom, come on board. Welcome to the Unfiltered Experience, brother. <laughs> How are you? I'll tell you, you two, this is the best way to spend a Friday night, right? <laughs> I mean, well, now, now that now that the happy hour is over officially, I mean, you know, I saw now I want to no, but seriously, 
you guys are the guys that I like to hang out with, the people. I don't want to get this masculine thing, but you're, you're the kind of people I like hanging around with. And the way to define those people is really simple. They work hard and give harder. Yeah. And, 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 and so that's, that's probably the easiest way to define my best friends out there right now are people. And I, I am so, so, so blessed. You know, uh, my 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 second wife, right? I've <clears throat> got a number of them, right? <laughs> Collect them. I mean, no, I was I was on, I was on a flight. I was on a flight a couple of days ago, and I told the flight attendants, and then I, I know almost all the flight attendants, especially on international flights. And so we're all sitting in in the galley, and I said, I said, gals, next year I celebrate fifty years of marriage, and they're all excited for me. They're going, oh wow, that's fantastic! Congratulations. I said, I'm trying to throw the biggest party I've ever had, but I'm having some problems. They go, what's the problem? I go, my first two wives don't want to come. You know? <laughs> so, I so, love it. All right. So out, outside of, you know, uh, two strikes, and I finally found the woman of my dreams who's an angel from God and 27 years later. But um, over the years, you know, we talk about aspirations and, and, um, uh, you know, getting the best out of yourself and maximizing your life or uh, self-actualizing or all those, you know, Maslow sure. terms. Little Maslow stuff. Yeah, there we go. So how about, um, I'm, I'm probably a freshman or sophomore in high school and my dad's sitting in his booth after killing himself at work on a, a, a blue-collar job and uh, uh, having his uh, sixth or seventh uh, Blatts or Old Milwaukee or whatever it was back then. Uh, he said, so what do you want to be when you grow up? Now, I know most people say a doctor or a lawyer or whatever. I, I kind of had a different answer. I said, I want to be a millionaire, right? Nice. And, um, and I thought he'd be happy for me for, you know, for having high aspirations. And he actually started reaming me a new one. I mean, he really <laughs> was pissed off that I had that as an answer. He says, well, I've been doing X amount for X amount of years, and I only make X amount of dollars. And then he finished by saying, what makes you think you're smarter than me? Well, good luck with that one with your dad, right? <laughs> so, uh, so I said, well, I don't know. I just, you know, and he just, all the, all the wind came out of my sails, and I'm walking back out of the kitchen through the dining room. My mom follows me out, and... Uh, and she says, don't worry, you'll be a millionaire. I said, Mom, any hints of getting there would really be helpful at this point, you know? And uh, it's just like, why, why did I why did I quit school? I was learning, you know, as a business major. I quit school halfway through my senior year. Why? Because I want to be a millionaire, right? And I found out my college professors that were teaching me how to do this were all making 22 grand a year. And I'm thinking... This is not the place to learn. I'm not, I'm not knocking college because I, I tell people 98% of the people should probably finish college. I was not one of them, right? Right. I literally had to get out and, and fail. My parents were, you know, the good cop, bad cop, like, and back in those days, you know, when they, you know, they, they had discipline today, they call it uh, 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 a child abuse. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, so, but it, my, you know, they say the glass is the glass is half empty or the glass is half full. You know, my, I I had neither one of those in my household. My my mom's glass was so full we had flood insurance at our house, right? And because it just was, she was so positive, and God bless her, she was that way. My dad, oh my God, Mister Negative, and and he, he the glass was not only half empty, he drilled a hole in the bottom so no water could ever get in. Right? Wow. What did you so, what did you learn most about from your dad? I mean, considering his negativity and everything, and then we're always talking about spinning things as far as you know becoming that millionaire. What were some of those uh, core lessons that you learned from your dad to be able to apply to become the man you are today? Well, his discipline, I did learn from him. I'm, it was self respect. You learn yep. respect for others, and then and. and uh, so, I mean, there, there was some really hard lessons of respect, respect yourself, uh, respect the, the value of a dollar, all that kind of stuff, you know. But um, the thing that I really found out is, is what we're doing right now. Surround yourself with positive people. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I have another day, another week, another month, or another yeah. 20 years to drive, drive my wife nuts. But, but um, for every day I can, I stay completely around 
uh, positive people. I mean, I am so blessed to have so many friends around the world. My top five friends are from four, four of them are from different countries that I met when I when I was traveling. Um, yeah. And talk uh, about that, I, too. So so again, like, you know, I, I threw the thing out there. I didn't tell everybody what it is. So those people who don't know you yet don't know what that thing is that you do all the time. And it's flying. And you've well, flown and, over and, 23 million miles on United Airlines alone. 24 million on in in uh, February. No, no. In de December. And then I've already picked out the day I'm going to do my 25 million. And it's 2525. All right. February 5th, the 25 is the day somehow, some way I'm going to fly my 25 million. Right. Wow. But, but um, yeah, and it's, it's, uh, I, uh, all the, you know, there's no Pulitzer Prize for flying. There's no, uh, there's no, uh, you know, I always said, I got the world record on just about everything for flying, but uh, that in 10 cents will get you a dime. But I mean, I, I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. Back in 1990, my uh, my consulting business in the auto industry was just taken off, and we were starting to do a lot of work in Australia. And and I, I was producing a show down in Dallas, a ASTN. The first uh, like it was a, a K band. It was a, a I don't know uh, some cable show that went into car dealers around North America. And I, I literally got big on the map, and my, and like I said, my business has taken off. I was making more money than than I really was pretty much used to. I mean, I was you know get crazy. I went out and bought a eighteen thousand square foot home because when I was a kid, that's one of the things I would drive around the rich neighborhoods and said, one of these days I'm going to live in one of those homes. I end up getting one nicer than those, right? But uh, wow, I found out. There's a big difference between a house and a home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I and I lived in an 18,000 square foot house that I was miserable in. And I don't want to get into that because I don't want any negativity from me or anybody else. Right. So I but today I live in a 2100 square foot home, uh, very expensive in, in up in uh, New Jersey outside of Manhattan. But uh, the um, I'm happy. I, I'm happy. I don't have three Mercedes in my in in my uh, in my what's my car in the garage. Right. I literally people say, "What do you drive?" I said, uh, "Whatever Uber shows up," you know. <laughs> and uh, I mean, we have we have we have a nice car we we have at home. But uh, gosh, I'm on the road so doggone much. I mean, a rent a car is just crazy for me. So I just get I have a driver all the time, you know. Anyway, so. Um, in 1990, this guy says, why don't you buy a pass on American Airlines? And I said, well, what do you mean? He goes, well, for $250,000, it gets you anywhere uh, in the world that you, uh, American Airlines flies first class. I'm going, wow. And I, I, I'm a number cruncher, so it didn't take long to figure out, I, I could, this could work for me. So I go to United, because I was living in Chicago, and that was my home airline. I said, I think you're going to lose me as a customer. And they said, no. Uh, no, I, we, we have that pass too, you know. I go, well, why do you keep it a secret, you know? So anyway, long story short, guy comes to my office, tells me about this pass, and I said, well, Americans got you beat. It's only 250 years, it's 290, and apparently American had just raised their price to 290. And then he says, unless you want the companion pass. I said, what's the companion pass? He says, well, for 480000 you could fly and have anybody with you as long as they're on your, your same itinerary. So I, I said, okay, I wrote him a check for the 290. And, um, and I said, give me a, give me a three month, uh, you know, option on the, on the, what, six months go by. And I said, Hey, you know what? I, I got time flying. Uh, just where do I send that extra 190? He goes, Tom, I wish it could, but it's been six months. I, I can't give you that same price anymore. So what's the new price? It's not 480 more. It's 650. So it went up another $170,000. It was the pro more more than the money of two single passes. So anyway, long story short, I had to talk to somebody at United Airlines. It was at a Bears game after about a half a dozen Bacardian diets, my favorite uh, go-to, right? I, I negotiated the 510. I go to the bank. I said, I want to borrow $510,000 because I wanted to float their money, not mine. And and the banker says, what do you need a half a million dollars for? I said, uh, I said airline ticket. He goes, where the hell are you going? You know, so, <laughs> the moon. 
Okay, so I buy this airline ticket. I've been flying a zillion miles. At the beginning, it was just about business. And my kids were young, so I stayed my summers at home and all stuff. I didn't really get crazy, crazy, crazy until um, until probably the last 12 years or something like that. And that's when I started hitting like a million miles a year. I've just been going nuts. The uh, One of my best friends, okay, we're talking about how I met my, my best friends. My, my two best friends, one's from England, one's from uh, Australia. I uh, got another from uh, Grenada. Uh, I, I, I just meet people all over the world, and I've become really great friends because, I don't know, I think God's put me in that position. Yes, I do believe that God puts me in a position. He puts me in a position to make bad choices, too. But thank mm. God I got him over my shoulder going, no, 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 pick door number two, door number two. <laughs> I, so uh, so uh, anyway, um, my my best friend from Melbourne, Australia, who's in the car business and got me going and helped me uh, get going and established in Australia for consulting, um, lost his son at two years old from brain cancer. Oh, that should, that should never, never, never. None of us should lose our. None kids. of us should ever lose. We're a supposed child. to outgrow our kids, right? Uh, anyway, um, he started a foundation, uh, uh, Bailey's Day, right? Uh, named after Bailey, who died two two years old of brain cancer. So once a year they do a um, once a year they do a golf outing and an auction and all stuff. And especially in the last ten years, I really got involved in the auction. And what I do is because I got a pass, and I have um, uh, the ability to fly anywhere, any place, any time. I said, well, why don't I do this? Why don't I auction off about a dozen seats every year? Uh, where I, I literally, with my pass, I go down to Australia, I pick somebody up, you know, I, I bring them back to the States. And for some people, I bring them all the way to London because they've donated so much money to this cause. And, um, and then also because I'm a global service with United, a really great benefit is I'm able to upgrade anybody that has a coach ticket on that, on that flight. So technically people bid they get one free business class, and then if they buy a cheap coach ticket, it's immediately upgraded to business class. So it, it's a hell of a deal. We always auction it for less money they would pay to get to buy the round trip ticket. I'm going to start raising the price because I just want to raise more money, right? So, right. Uh, so, and and then this year somehow, some way, I'm going to open it up to Americans, where an American could bid to go to Australia, right? And then I'll go down to Australia, pick the two of them up, and bring them back to the States, unless it's just one person. We've raised just short of a million dollars so far. And so the past cost me $510,000. i have already doubled my money with charity work by raising a million dollars for children's cancer. And it, it actually, it's, it's, it doesn't cost me any money. It cost me like 50 days of my life every year flying back and forth to pick people up and everything. But uh, I've made so many great friendships from the people that are so generous to donate that money to, to Bailey's day. So I, some of my, if I had to, if I had to list my top 50 friends and gosh, one time I think I could have listed all my friends on one hand and my second wife says, oh, you don't have a lot of friends. I said, I don't want a lot of friends. Right. Because my my idea of friends is different than yours. You know, my friends means commitment. My friends means if they said, I need 10 bucks and all I got is five. I said, here's five right now. Right. And that's the kind of friends I have. If I ask yeah. them, if I ask them, I need 10 bucks and all they have is five. They will give me five and then they'll say, here. Give me a week. I'll come up with another five for you. Don't worry. I got your back. I have a, hundred, a couple of hundred friends that are like that. I've been so blessed by friends. I do believe what goes around comes around. The more you give, the more you get, right? And, and if you stay with positive people, you, your life is just going to be so rich inside because of the, of the vibe, of the karma, of the uh, yeah, because great friends, and I have great friends, are priceless. There's there's no wealth. You give me a 50,000 square foot home. No, no. Give me 50 good friends and a 1,000 square foot home. I mean, right. really? I mean, just I, I, my friends are the jewels of the world. I mean, just 
Tom, I mean, Tom, I want to. Yeah. You, 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 you're, prov you're providing so much ammunition for questions. Just gotta, just gotta hit the pause break there for a second. Yeah, yeah, you know, we're sitting here talking. We're talking about leadership. We're talking about leading our life, and that's what you're doing. You're setting an example of how to lead your life through passion, through integrity, through values, through having a vision. But so many people out there right now are so stuck in the minutia of today. They're stuck in just mm. trying to survive today. They're stuck in just trying to just got to make it through today, Chris. I just I just got to try to figure it out. What type of leadership, you know, philosophies and values and integrities perhaps can you share with people who are struggling right now to be able to see that, to be able to see past the minutia and the chaos that they're living in right now, to have that vision, yeah. to become that person that they're supposed to really become? Well, yeah. first of all, it, it, it starts with your... It starts with who you are and who you define yourself to be. Yes. And that is, I mean, it, it, you got to be positive. You got to be positive. And uh, now a lot of people that know me know I bitch and moan about, you know, things just like everybody else. But uh, yeah, we all do. Uh, you know, but but my glass is a, a, a lot more full than it is empty. That's for sure. And like I, I tell people because I, I, I get interviewed about all my my flying and they go, what? What advice do you give? And and people are looking for ways to beat the system for my advice. And my advice is kind of a little awkward. I said, well, first of all, uh, fly with respect, self-respect, because because somewhere on that plane, you're showing 200 people who you are, what's your version of you are, right? So, so first of all, respect your seatmates when you fly, for God's sake, yeah. right? And then respect the flight attendants. Yeah. I mean, flight attendants will come down there, and they got two hundred people to serve and take care of in the, in the back of the bus and everything. And and so, you know, when you go up there, and they said, "What can I get you to drink?" And that means quit looking at your damn phone, put it down for a second, give them eye contact. And it's not just a plane; it's the servers in a restaurant, it's the person that's checking you out at at a grocery store or something like this. But Please respect other people like you'd like to be respected yourself. And 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 just like, I, I don't go anywhere. If I get a cup of, I don't, I'm not a coffee drinker, but if I go to McDonald's or whatever, first thing I'll always say is, how are you doing today? Yeah. I mean, when I make <clears throat> reservations, and yes, I, I've flown 12,000 times, and I can make these reservations on a phone, but I will always call the number, and I always start off by, you know, how are you doing today? Well, because you can always get a lot more bees with honey. I'll yeah. tell you, I'm literally, I find myself trying to help people. I mean, not I'm not going to go down in the history books as the most charitable person in the world, right? Because there's some really great, great people. But when, I, when I'm at the airline and I see people start bitching and moaning, I literally mm -hmm. jump in like a referee. And I say, time out, time out, right? Nice. Uh, you know, you you just you you want this woman to help you, but you first started off by saying, "I'm never going to fly United again." So what's in it for them, right? <laughs> I said, this person woke up with their job. It's called customer service. Let them try to help you, and don't threaten them or say you suck and all that stuff. I said, that's not fair. I said, I said, here, let's take it from the beginning. So I try to teach people. I said, here's how we do it. Hi, Joyce. I said, uh, as you, as uh, just like everybody else in this line, this is not a good day for me. I'm just trying to get to Cleveland. Can you help me? Right. Yeah. And, and I said, that's going to motivate that person to work harder for you than the person that says, I'm never going to fly this airline again. And that's another thing. I said, I'm never going to fly this airline again. Okay. Let's see. Uh, lightning storms, that the FAA says you can't fly because it's too dangerous, right? I said, it's not the airline's fault. You don't say, I'm not going to fly the airline again. You say, I'm not going to go to church again because God created this storm, <laughs> right? It's I'm going to switch fault. religions on this one. <laughs> and, and so I'm never going to go to church again. Is that what you're saying to me right now, right? Because it's God's problem, right? I said, he works in mysterious ways, and I'm still trying to figure out why he's not trying to get me to Hawaii right now. But uh, uh, <laughs> Not that he doesn't have other things on his plate, you know, but uh, I, it's just, I think we're, I think most people's glass is more half empty than half full. I said, I don't think we realize how blessed we are. Yes. Yeah. But, so so, think, but, so, so think of one thing you said there, because you said yeah. something that I really liked a lot. You said, I'm not the most charitable person or, but I do my best, whatever. I think people oftentimes think of charity or think of giving 
from something you know financial or giving gifts. And you just brought up the most amazing point that every single person here can be ultra charitable in their energy starting right yeah. now. And so imagine if everywhere I walk in, it doesn't even have to be some people get I've, I've had this conversation about positivity because people bash me a lot going, you're always saying you're positive, whatever. It almost feels toxic. And I'm like, first and foremost, stop with the idea that it's toxic. I'm showing you the best version of me in this present moment by making a choice to share a certain energy with you right now. I'll go decompress. I'll have my moments. I'll be authentic on social media when I'm not having a good day. But your point of what can we do right now <clears throat> as a leader to be somebody who is energetically positive? So in other words, I know this situation sucks for everybody. What can I do to change this situation? And we have the power to do that in every given moment. Let's talk a little bit about that because I think what's happening right now is your successes honestly are byproducts of a certain energy. So people think, yeah. oh, Tom Stuker flew all these miles. How cool is that? I think what they're really saying is Tom Stuker's having a damn good time flying 23 miles, a million miles, connecting with other humans and being part of this system that's actually the positive. And they're jealous of that. I think there's almost a... Or oh, I, I, got, I got haters out there, Scott. I got haters. Yeah. I got people that say, oh, I hope you and your family die from your carbon footprint. And you know what? I, I, oh. I could literally engage and, and get in a piss mm. match with them. But it's, you know, time is too short. You, you have choices every minute of every day. And I love what you said about charity. Charity isn't given money. It's not necessarily given time, but it's also given of yourself. It's also, uh, here, let me give you an example of charity. I'm on, I used my pass to fly to India. I always wanted to go to the Taj Mahal. And so I'm in, I'm in Delhi, and it's about a three-hour uh, journey. You either go by train, no thank you, bus, 87 people in a 40-person bus, no thank you. So I, I hired a car here. I'm thinking I'm going to get a nice limo. It's about a 40-year-old town car that comes and picks me up. And um, we weren't six blocks from the hotel, and my driver got stopped by a, a cop. And it was he didn't do anything wrong. They were just shaking him down for money because they see he's with a passenger, so he's going to get some money. So 10-minute argument, I'm looking at the money exchange hands. It was $2 in American. I end, ended up giving them 10 bucks and say, hey, next time we get pulled over, just give the guy money. Let's keep going. Mm. While we were being hassled for about 10 minutes, a group of young Indian kids, probably about a half a dozen of them, probably in the ages of six to eight, and one of them comes up to the window of my car. Oh, no, all of them are putting their hands on the window of my car. One young girl, maybe seven, eight years old, had a webbed, a webbed hand and a smile from ear to ear. Mm. You know, one of the things that's really got me around, first of all, I've been everywhere. I've been to the Taj Mahal, obviously, a couple of times. I've been the pyramids. I've been to the, the Colosseum in Rome. I've been to uh, Eiffel Tower. I, you know what? I, I, I've been there, done it, everything, and it. All that stuff is inanimate objects. They're just nothing. The Great China Wall is a big, long fence, right? <laughs> a, a cement, yeah. right? But the people you meet in these different countries, the people I meet sitting yeah. next to me, the people I, the people I meet, including that eight-year-old girl with the webbed hand, she gave me charity. She gave me the gift of, hey, remember how blessed you are. Amen remember, because... If I could be in India trying to get just some kind of food or something for survival, and I've been blessed, whatever, not, or cursed with this webbed hand, but I'm a happy person. I'm happy with who I am. I'm not rich. I don't have all the things, the blessings that you have, sir, but I'm a happy person. And when I find people that are so poor, so far off and I, and somehow find blessings in their life. I'm going, man, thank you, God, for giving me the gift of travel and seeing the world and being able to know that I am so blessed and I don't have a right to bitch about first world problems. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Tom, so and tell me this. Because yeah. you're just saying something that's just on point. And it's funny, I was just talking... <laughs> 
I have the weirdest conversations at the gym, by the way. I was talking about uh, Willie Loman and death of a salesman and the whole concept of everybody always wanting more and more and more and not finding the riches within, um, which is a weird conversation for two men to have in a sauna post-basketball, but that's my brain. Talk about that because what you're saying, uh, it resonates with me so much. I almost, and, and I know you've seen the same thing. I was in Cambodia. I was in Sri Lanka. I've been in places that there's a lot of, you know, poor people, you know, in certain places in Brazil and some of the, you know, the uh, favelas, when I go into these places, I actually feel like I find the most beautiful people on the planet because of the having nothing. I don't want to say it's easier, but there's less distraction. Mm -hmm. So you're looking inside for your own peace and happiness. How do we help the people who are listening to this show? What advice can we give them who have the outside riches? Because that becomes noise. That becomes exposure. I feel like there's so many people who are living out here to bring it back in here while having the gifts can be very, very difficult. What can we tell everybody who's listening right now to find that peace, that comfort, that love, that happiness in your heart so that you're not chasing it externally? Yeah. Well, how many how, how many stories do we, we see uh, week in and week out of people committing suicide that are millionaires, have everything and you go... Did. How can that person commit suicide when they had everything? You know what they didn't have? They didn't have that inner peace. They didn't have the mm -hmm. happiness. They didn't have what that eight-year-old girl in India with a web yes. hand had. And that is, and, and, and that, here's the thing. When you're going around the world and you're going, how can so many people with so, so little in their lives be so happy? It's because that's the only thing they know. That's mm -hmm. the only thing they compare to. So they feel, hey, they're alive, they're well. There's people that they've seen die from uh, diseases that they didn't have to suffer if they were in a first world country like ours. I think one of the biggest problems we have is, is gosh, it, it, and it makes me sick to my stomach that everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die, right? So you have people that want want to get they want to be millionaires so okay i don't want to work for a living so i so maybe i should be an influencer and, and just and just do stupid shit on 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 on, on videos and make a fool of myself or make a fool of other people and then try to get a lot of views so i can get paid money for that stupidity you got the i i, I don't want to be a hater on the kardashians but i mean I, really i mean so it, it just seems like it's every time I see them, it's, oh, they just bought a $50,000 Rolex for their four-year-old daughter. I don't see a whole lot of articles about, I just spent $50,000 to have that woman's hand fixed in India or whatever. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. I think Mr. What, Beast does that. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's, this isn't a shot against the Kardashians. It's, it's a shot against America right now. Yeah, society sake, as a whole. We Our society is getting sick where it's all about me 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 whether it's uh the the traffic that we're in and everybody goes oh no 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 i i need to turn in front of you i i need to i mean just it, it it's just so so we're all about us it's we're living in a me 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 it seems like we're in just one giant jerry springer show for god's sake and that's and the reality it's it, it just we we don't i, I don't see I don't see that many people counting their blessings. I don't see, you know, the pandemic brought out the best and the worst in some people. I thought it brought out the best in my community because, so. because everybody, we, we couldn't travel. So we all walked around our neighborhood. We all got to know our neighbors. I'm guilty. My neighbor who's behind me, I lived there for 20 years. I never even knew their names and met them. And now we're good friends because the pandemic gave us a chance to really get to meet people because we couldn't go anywhere, right? Mm. So we literally got to meet our neighbors. I found it an unbelievable blessing, and I found one of my top five new friends is a neighbor that lived a couple blocks away. And just you get to know that, and, and back to that, to be to give yourself isn't money; it isn't always time. It could be giving yourself for 10 seconds of your life to try to make someone else's life better, yes. just it, making their day happy by going by 
and 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 say have a great day or or, or just or, or thank you and please and and showing respect for individuals whether they're more well off or less well off than you but if we treat each other really good if we if we show respect for each other if we just let people know that hey life's too mm-hmm. short you know just and enjoy the moment and thank you you know i you know I, i'll go to a store and i'll say i'll say you know what the best part of shopping here isn't your prices it's the people that work here oh yeah. man I, we do I, we both do that love it and then, but that, do you know what you did to somebody you, oh you light you, them up you, you gave someone validation you mm-hmm. gave someone that you know what i am a good person i am and maybe the next time they're ready to rip someone's head off, they're going, you know what, life's too short. Let's just stay positive, you know, or let's a- avoid the negativity. And and for the people going back to the, to the the reason why the poor people in our country, or uh, in our country too, and the poor people in other countries always seem to be so happy is because that they don't they don't have anything else to compare to. But I'm telling you, the media, the Facebook, the the the, the TV shows that's all about wealth and 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 being a zillionaire ego it's all about ego it's like really that ego egoic validation we're always looking like scott said to the external world to get that internal validation what you're talking about tom is the fact that when you get right with yourself and when you have a vision for yourself of what legacy you want to leave and we talk about this a lot on the show is giving people that visualization to say okay if i die today who do i want to be remembered for and if i'm am i living congruently to that and i love your message about that because really it is about the small things that we could do not only for other people but the small things we really can do for ourselves like talking better to ourselves and treating ourselves better. I found out you're talking about the pandemic through the pandemic. I gave out a bunch of coaching sessions, just my way of giving back. I love to help people. And I heard this whisper in my ear and the whispered said, ask this person, do they love themselves? Yes or no. And I literally thought it was a stupid question. I'm like, well, that's an idiotic question. I'm like, most people love themselves. Chris, of it's a, it's, and, it's and one I of the best asking. questions I've heard in, in my life. Yeah. I, mean, I, I started asking it. I started yes. asking it and people were like on this, on the zoom call, 75% of about 200 people sat there and struggled with loving themselves. And I'm like, but yet you expect to have an amazing job. You expect to have an amazing relationship. You expect to have financial abundance and all these other things. But at the very core of what, who you are, the center of your being, you're not loving on yourself. You're not taking care of yourself. You're hoping, wishing and praying that something else is going to come save you. I love that message, Tom. How can we help people like shift that perspective from going from that victim? Like, Oh, poor me. My parents abused me. My dad talked like shit to me my mom was an alcoholic all this how can we get them to shift and, and find that internal peace and love within themselves that doesn't have to be anything egoic or anything financial or or, or external from themselves what do you think about that and and, okay. and love uh, yourself enough to find you, you, that you, which you, lights you up yeah you, you guys are so spot on and uh, it was years ago when i heard somebody <laughs> i don't know who was and i know it wasn't the first time it was said but they said, in order to love other people the best way you can, you have to love yourself first, right? Yeah. And it doesn't mean that, you know, uh, from a selfish standpoint yeah. or, um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I love me, all right? I'm, I'm not, I, I, I've always had a, a slogan and I love the slogan. I'd like to pass this on, right? Let's do it. Always be happy, but never be satisfied. There you go. Which means, which means um, I'm happy as a parent, but I'm not satisfied in as much as I could always be better, right? I, I, I'm a good friend of people, but I could always be a better friend. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good husband, but I could always be a better husband. So I'm always happy because I think if you're in a happy place, you have a better uh, chance of improving because yep. you're not feeling sorry for yourself you're really happy with who you are and and you're really excited about becoming a better version of yourself right so i i I love that thinking and when it comes to what can we do to try to love ourselves more right is is uh, just get that piece of paper and a pencil out you don't have to use the notes section on your phone let's just do it the old-fashioned way Amen. Let's get that old as as they taught us in sales. Let's get that key closed out there. Let's get that let's get that piece of paper and a pencil and put the put on the left side all the things that you like about yourself and you're proud of about yourself, and then B the things that you need to improve on. Right. Yeah. That's so that's one exercise. Right. Another exercise is 
is uh, how do you want to be remembered? Mm. If at your funeral, what do you what do you think the conversations will be? You know, I had a lot of money, but didn't do shit with it. Didn't didn't <laughs> ever help anybody with it. Now, is that what you want to say? Or had a lot of free time, but spent it all just feeling sorry for himself. You know, just so what do you want people to say? God, I give I give anything to be at my eulogy, right? But um, what do you want? Pe- how do you want to be remembered, right? Now you say, who cares? I'll be dead at that point. Um, yeah, but I, I kind of care because what people say about uh, about me when I'm dead to find who I was when I was living, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yes, yeah, I'm going to be dead. Who gives a shit? You don't like me. That's your problem. But you know what? The problem is, like you said, why don't you like you now? I mean, so well, why aren't you happy, right? What makes you happy? Unfortunately, it seems like so many people, it's about riches and wealth and all that stuff. But you know what? I want to be remembered as, as a good dad. I want to remember it as, as a good friend. I want to be the guy that said, you know, Tom Sticker was the guy that, that if, if you were his friend, if you were really his friend, and you were invested in each other as friends, that if you were down 10 bucks and he only had five, he'd get you another five. And, and that's what I say about my close friends. That's why I feel so doggone blessed that I have so many good friends. And it's not about the 10 bucks necessarily. It's just that they're there for me emotionally, not just financially. Yeah. They're there for me. And it's unconditional love. Unconditional love is in short it. supply today. Every Everybody, I'll be your friend as long as you are who I need you to be at that moment, right? So true. And true. No. But we, we need unconditional love. And that, to me, I believe when I go on a plane, I have unconditional love for everybody around me. Why? Because nobody's hurt me or done anything against me, right? So uh, everybody is innocent or everybody is literally a blessing until proven otherwise. So Well, we're all one. I mean, like, look around. Like, everyone's trying to get from point A to point B. We're all here to do the same thing. We're we're just doing our best. And so many people miss that. You know, so Tom and I met in a, a flight group and uh, it's a, it's people who fly too much. And obviously he's the epitome of that. I'm on the lower end of that, but uh, we fly too much. <laughs> and it's a great group. But the, one of the things that blew me away is, you know, you see Tom's positivity, you see MG's positivity, you see a lot of positivity. I had people literally bad mouthing me behind my back because they're like, oh, he can't be real. Like, you know, he's too nice or whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, listen, I genuinely want everyone to be successful. And what blows my mind is they don't. And by by literally attacking me or attacking something Tom says or somebody else, they're showing their cards. Because I know when you say that, like you mean that. Like when I get on a plane, I'm not thinking, oh, I want that person to have a bad flight. Like Mm. it doesn't even make sense to me. Like everybody should want the best for each other. And because people are hurting, we know the old phrase, hurt people, hurt people. I think that's where we're at. So. Hopefully people are listening to Tom's former leadership. Start right in the heart. Be super positive. Charity doesn't need to be you have all these, you know, uh, actual wealth that we think of as fiscal wealth. It can just start from an energy exchange for me, elevating in frequency and sharing that with others. And I hope you guys are all learning from that and doing that. Mm-hmm. And Tom, Any we would definitely want you to talk about, we've got this for those listening on the podcast right now, because we're on the podcast. Um, talk about Bailey's Day. We got it up on the screen, baileysday.com.au. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that in more detail and what people can do to help support that. Well, it's once a, once a year in uh, Melbourne, Australia, actually one of the suburbs. So if you ever want to go to Australia, March is a really good time because it's their fall. Um uh, yes, that is their fall, the beginning of their fall, because everything's completely opposite of the United States. But it's a great golf outing if you like the golf. It's it's a charity event that sells out every year. And I want to tell you, there's not a dry uh, eye in the house because it is the most – it's hard to explain. There might be some videos. Uh, I'm sure they have some videos on their website. But uh, when you're around – all these people that have one goal in mind, and that is to re- reduce the death rate for kids suffering from uh, children's cancer. It just, yeah. and, and you have a whole room that are just 100%, their hearts are so full. It's just, 
you're just in a room of love and giving at, at the same time dealing with compassion and sadness it's just it's it it's god i can never make it through the day without bawling like a little baby but uh um i love being a part of that love raising money to do and then the doctor that's in charge of it every year does a progress report and and they've reduced the, the death rate for kids tremendously Amazing. which is so so good and uh so much good work done but uh somehow some way i'm trying to get to get americans involved so we could help raise more money and it, and it would be a good thing for uh americans to to get involved in and, and donate so you know i i don't want to give everybody i'm my glass is half full but you know i I still spill over a little bit and, and, and wet the carpet a little bit, but uh, I'm, I'm not a perfect person, and none of us are, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'll always have my haters. I have people that, are, a lot of people are jealous or something. I just happen to be in the right place at the right time a lot of times in my life. So I've been blessed. I've been cursed a lot of times too, right? Mm -hmm. But I've been blessed with two great kids, a beautiful granddaughter, um, a love of my life. I'm surrounded by dozens and dozens of what I call the best friends you could ever, ever hope for. The people I meet, people aren't close friends, but I, I have a really good relationship with thousands of United employees, and, and they're my second family outside of mine. And then uh, my wife's family, the, her, her parents treat me like a son, her, her brothers treat me like a brother. I just, I, I guess I'm just so maybe i'm so busy being overwhelmed with all the love that i don't have time to bitch and moan as much as i do sometimes right? enjoy the but, moments and that'll happen yeah i know i just you know but at, at the same time you just take a deep breath you know like uh i always i always say sometimes my wife seems to be um have esp you know i said uh i i said god you're you're you 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 know everything in advance. You have ESP. She goes, why do you say that? Because if I had 10 cents for every time you said, you know what's going to happen. You know what you're going to do. You know, <laughs> I said, no, I please it. tell me. Well, but, Tom, uh, this is this has been uh, an amazing, amazing conversation. We could sit here and talk to you for hours. I have so many questions just about flying alone. But this has been such an inspirational conversation for me because Scott and I totally, totally preach and, and do this every single week. We've been doing this for over a couple of years now, bringing guests like you and with the heart and the passion. So thank you, brother, for, for being the light in such a world right now where we need more Toms in the world. And I know people can get a hold of you on Facebook. They can go to Facebook.com forward slash Tom Stuker, S-T-U-K-E-R. If you just Google Tom Stuker, you can find out some amazing uh, articles. I read a, a, couple, a couple of them yesterday. You can also be found on Instagram at UC Flyer. Uh, yeah, yeah, jo join my Instagram. UA1 Flyer. If I get 50 million more uh, followers on Instagram, I can make money from that. So uh, there you go. So <laughs> if you got any questions, if you have any questions for Tom, you can go to UA1 Flyer, and I'm sure he can give you uh, no, information. And, or my email is UA1Flyer at yahoo.com, right? Perfect. And, and so, guys, I want to thank you for blessing me with an hour of your life, too. So, uh, thank you. you guys, gosh, we got to get more people listening to you, too, because you really, really, this is this is a happy hour without booze. Right? <laughs> and, well, we'll those two. And, 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 and I'm getting a two for one special. There we'll do go. that. We'll definitely make that happen <laughs> one day, hour. Tom. Uh, I'm gonna place you. I'm gonna place you backstage for a second. Don't go anywhere, so we can still yeah. talk to you. Scott and I are gonna close out the show real quick, but All thank right. you again from the bottom of my heart, and uh, we appreciate you. So, uh, thank oh, you, my Tom. pleasure, guys. Anytime, anytime. Awesome. Awesome. Wow, Scott, thank you for introducing me to Tommy and introducing Tom to the world of the unfiltered experience. I mean, what a genuine heart centered person just to you could just tell like hanging around him, like if you're in a bad mood, having a bad day, like there's no way that his electric energy isn't going to rub off on you be like, you know what, Jesus Christ, you know, I can wipe my ass. And yeah, well, I do have food and I do have electricity and I do have opportunities and, and ways of looking at things differently. Um, I just really love his positive attitude, his, his PMA, as we talk about the positive mental attitude, because it's so important in this series talking about leadership is that it does start with us. It really does start with us. And it starts with us not necessarily saying, what can we get? But I think his central message is what can we give? Like you and I are all the same. You know, we go to the store. My goal is that that cash register person is going to go home and say, wow, this guy in a bandana and a hat showed up and made me laugh today where everybody else is bitching about prices and bitching about the lines and bitching about we can all make a difference in our own little world. And that feeds our soul. Right. I mean, what did you, what did you think about the conversation tonight? It was just beautiful. 
Yeah, no, hundred percent. And um, I think it's I think it's very interesting because you know if you backtrack and you just start to figure out which came first, chicken or the egg. Um, I think we can look at Tom and think about that because you know he's doing the consulting you know deal. He's making some money. He's starting to travel. He gets the home, and then I think a lot of it gets to that point where the outside world seems to be giving us everything we want, but we notice a hollowness inside. And I think that resonates with Tom. I think that can resonate with a lot of us. I know we're all experiential learners. Most of us are. I'm a, I need to get hit by a freight train to learn a lesson. (laughs) And I think many of us do. I wish everyone wasn't like that. You could just read a book and learn the lesson, but think what's happening right now. When you're being filled from here, eventually you're going to realize that filling it stops right at the shell of your being. It never actually penetrates. So you're never going to feel fulfilled. For a moment, you'll feel like, oh, I got what I wanted, but it doesn't penetrate. What penetrates is this. Walking into that plane, sure, you get to go to Australia and do these things, but it's walking in that plane, being kind to the flight attendant, being kind to the person next to you, knowing in this flight you're going to save, uh, make money for Bailey's to help a kid with cancer, knowing you're going to come home and see your wife and meet the new neighbor again that you... It, it's it's the moments. And... I'm not saying that money doesn't make people happy. What I'm saying is this, what's going to make you happy. And Tom brought it up is being the best version of yourself and being present. That's going to make you happy. And then money can do what it can amplify that. So what I would say, if I were you guys is be the best version of yourself, an opportunity might show up like $290,000. You can fly around the world forever on first class. Those things don't show up by accident for him. American first, he goes to United. All these things are the universe giving to you opportunities because you elevated your frequency and vibration. I promise you that's the reality. Step up in yourself, be the best version, even when the hater hates, or even when the person says, what are you fake? Are you not even real? Keep being true to you because genuine people are in shorter supply than they should be in this world right now. Be that because we need that. That's all I got. Amen, Scott. Amen, Scott. And for those of you guys who are new to the show, please go visit www.theunfilteredexperience.com. Theunfilteredexperience.com. Go there. Check out our shows. We were on show number 230 something, I believe. And uh, so we've had some pretty amazing conversations. And recently we've been doing series of of seasons of shows. So last season was Who Am I? Talking about our identity. And it's a perfect segue in this conversation to go back and listen to those and really discover who you are at your core and look at the people that you're associating yourself with. Are they they building you up? Are they dragging you down and beyond that we've had amazing conversations scott and i do solo shows every once in a while so go to the unfiltered experience.com join the facebook community let us know what you would like to see here on the show if there's a particular guest you've heard on another podcast or you know somebody in your world that's doing amazing things like tom let us know who they are so we can feature them here on this conversation so we can continue being the best version of ourselves and enlightening this world to make it a much better place so that when our time is up we can look back on our lives and our friends and our family can look on our lives and say wow they really mattered they really made a difference they were really there to to bring love and value to the world so that's what we ask of you please share this episode out if it impacted you and i know it did please share it out on your social media social currency and let people know what it is that you gained from this particular episode we would love and appreciate you for that we'll always be back next week friday night 5 p.m pacific standard time live on the video cast or of course you can go to the unfilteredexperience.com and get us on podcast on spotify and itunes wherever you get your podcast take us with you we appreciate you guys we love you we'll be back here next week go out there and be the change that you want to see we'll see you next time Love you all. Love you all.